This episode of Atomic Geekdom is brought to you by PennantChase.com, the home of free baseball simulation leagues. Sign up today and join a variety of leagues featuring every player from the history of Major League Baseball. Thanks and enjoy the show. Why? It's I have no interest in this draft whatsoever. Couldn't care you're less. In, you're insane. Your boy's going to be an, an immediate starter in San Diego. Who's my? Oh, well, sure. Yeah, he's the best running back in the draft. Well, I think Todd Gurley went to a good spot too. Well, I still. still oh, I would. Yeah, I would have gone because Melvin Gordon, aside from the fumbles, has a better upside because he hadn't had a blown up ACL. Fumbles. Well, he does. He he does have a little fumble problem. Uh, the Eagles, that coach is just crazy. Chip Kelly, I didn't see what he did. Chip Kelly is out of his mind, trying to give away everything to get Marcus Mariota. Titans said, nope, we don't want any of it. <laughs> the Titans said, no, we don't want Jake Cutler, too. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, that, the rumor I had read, they were going trying to get Phillip Rivers from San Diego. But that would have been a, been a better fit because Wisenhunt is a coach, and he dealt with Rivers before. Well, Rivers is about done. He's still serviceable if you got a if you can get a young kid behind him. Well, Titans can't get a young quarterback at all. Yeah. Well, Mariota. I don't think Mariota's going to suck. No, Winston's going to be a bust. I don't know. I think he's got the physical attributes. He's just got to have everything between his shoulders working right. Oh, you mean like Johnny Football? Well, yeah. Am I a fan of that? I hope not. <laughs> no. I hope not. <laughs> no. I hope you guys find a quarterback somewhere else. Uh, me too. I hope there's one later in the draft. I I wouldn't mind him going after Bryce Petty from Baylor. Just yeah. we have one. I think Connor Shaw is not a bad quarterback. Give him some chance. Give him a chance. You had one last year too. Oh, uh, Brian Hoyer, I loved because he's a hometown kid. Yeah, they just drove him out of town. Yeah. Uh, that's enough sports talk. We're gonna be doing a lot of that next week. <laughs> Sweet. <clears throat> okay, I'm. I have like. The worst lungs today, too. So I'll try to mute my mic, but I've got like, you might hear some hacking. Just, just warning you guys. Ain't nobody. It, it just one, one more sports thing. It's a joke. Shane Ray just got drafted. The kid from Missouri who popped hot on a marijuana test like three days ago just got drafted by Denver. Oh, he gets to, he gets to play at Mile High <laughs> uh, in a in a legalized marijuana state. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's kind of awesome. The state might have it legalized, buddy, but the NFL does not. Exactly. Ask Josh Gordon. <laughs> Who? Our receiver? Yeah. I'm talking about weed. Okay, Iverson. Take it down a notch. 
No, that's uh, Stephen A. Smith. He uh, had one of the best. You can pull if you can find it. Pull it up. It's hilarious. I'm done with everybody from ESPN. That channel. I'm so done with that channel. Can uh, we'll talk about it in the sports episode? <laughs> nothing infuriates me more than the four letter network. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's talk geek stuff. Even though sports can be geeky. What I, I got to start off with the hilarious this week. Actually, it was today. The the twenty one Jump Street franchise. Uh, remember when Sony was hacked before Christmas? Yeah, and right. they released those emails saying that they were planning to do a twenty one Jump Street uh, crossover with Men in Black. No, I might have but... might have missed that one. Uh, Jonah Hill was was trying to get it done, and uh, it's gonna happen apparently. <laughs> Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. They're going to create a 21 Jump Street universe uh, where they make a third film, a female-led 21 Jump Street movie, and the crossover with Men in Black. Wow. We should have talked about this last night. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that would have shot the number one on my crap meter. Uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look good for either franchise. Right up there with, I, I, I've actually... I've missed one that I went back and read today that they were talking about an expendables with all women. The expend the expendables. Why would that Ugh. why would that fit in with yesterday's conversation? Reboots and it's, stuff. It's not a reboot. What's well, a remake? Something of no, the same. It's a it's a universe. They're creating universes like the Ghostbusters universe they're gonna make and uh you know how about let them leave the universes to Marvel and DC. Okay, no, I I'm about to say just let them lead it to Marvel. Well, yeah. I don't know. I just don't like them all. <laughs> oh, you're gonna go see Twenty Two Jump Street, Men in Black in something? <laughs> no, probably 50 not. Fifty Shades of Jump Street in Black. Oh, totally. Ooh, I like what you did there. I like what you did there. I like that one. I, hashtag that. Yeah, that's a long hashtag. Have you seen yeah. the the It's Gonna Be May hashtag? No. Oh, the one with Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way he <laughs> says me in that song, It's Gonna Be Me. It sounds like May, so everyone's going crazy yeah. with It's Gonna Be May. Oh, one thing we should say real quick right at the bat. Uh, Saturday, if you're listening to this Friday, because it released Thursday night late, Saturday is... Free comic book day. Woohoo! So make sure you get, get out to your comic book store, pick up some free comics, and they'll probably have some sales going on, so buy something as well. I was at the comic book store, I think it was last week. My wife, it's a bookstore she likes to go to, so I was perusing comics, and I am, I gotta say, I'm completely lost with this whole Convergence storyline. I have got so much work to do. There's nothing to follow. It's going to be over soon. Yeah, but still, I don't. It's like past and present and I just, future. It's there's so much there. I, it's essentially what Marvel's doing with their Secret Wars, right? But there's there's like throwback. Like I think the one I picked up was Green Lantern, where it was Kyle Rayner was fighting Parallax again. I'm like, wait a minute, I've, I've already read this, but it's not the same Kyle Rayner. It's some other right. version Kyle Rayner. Like I read, yeah. I read Nightwing and Oracle. And it's those two against uh, I don't know which Earths, uh, Hawk Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Or Hawk, yeah, like I said, Hawk I got Lady. I got some, I got some definite work to do to try to catch up on this one. I don't know. I'm thinking about skipping it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that great? Uh, maybe I'll just read the series. Um, 
or find it when it comes out in the graphic novels. Just I'll, I'll read it like at Barnes and Noble when I have like a couple hours just to sit there in the trades. You and Jason, yeah. one day I'll be sitting yeah. in Barnes and Noble together. One day, Ste- sweet stealing entertainment. Is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Is there any other reason for a Barnes and Noble than just to sit there and read everything while you're waiting for a movie to start or something? I didn't even know there were any Barnes and Nobles left, to be honest. There's one by me. Yeah, there's a few. Uh Yeah, we have one in the mall here. It was actually kind of funny because I went in there one time and I'm like, oh, I know at the comic store they frown on it when you're looking through the comics. You go to Barnes and Noble, there's people sitting on the floor, Indian style, laying down, just reading. It's, oh, this is par for the course here. Yeah, they want just yeah because they don't want to close down. If it looks like they're busy, maybe they'll stay open. You want to know what annoys me though about Barnes and Noble, and I really wish there was more like mom and pop bookstores. In in major cities, you'll find like there's a few bookstores out there that are still cool, but everything you know is moved over to digital. But um, you'll be you'll walk in and they'll have like a bookshelf that will say like staff picks, you know or. Or yeah, you could walk yeah, up yeah, to somebody yeah, putting about. books on the shelf and go, hey, I, I need a book, and I have no clue what I'm looking for. And they're like, whoa, what do you like? And then they'll point you to a book that they like and explain it and get all excited. And and that dynamics between two readers is awesome. Except you go to a Barnes & Noble, and you're like, yeah, I'm trying to find a book. Yeah, our new releases are over there. You know, it's <laughs> like, what? You know, I want somebody to get excited about it and like go, no, if you haven't read this, you got to read this book or, you know, it's, I don't know. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Barnes and Noble. But I do go in there. It's right next to the movie theater I go to. So I do go in there when I'm waiting for the movie to start and I browse through what books and I read a few chapters while I'm waiting. I I guess that won't be a sponsor. Yeah. No, we got Audible, man. And Amazon. True. Because they rule. Just saying. Yes, they rule. Very good product placement, Jenny. I love it. Yeah, well, I mean, Barnes & Noble is, it's still good if you want a hardback book. It's easy to find, but. Well, usually the only time I'm there is if I'm waiting to pick my wife up from work or something and I've got, you know, time to kill and I'll go down there and just start, you know, reading for free. Right. Well, here, I guess. It's not grumpiness. It's just constructive criticism. I think that they should engage their employees more to be excited about the products they're selling. They're just excited to have jobs. I mean, that's <laughs> true. It's like a, yeah. Thank you. Well, they I, I, print books on paper. Yeah, because I've never met anybody in there that's excited to be there. I don't that know. That works there. I, I, the ones I go to, everyone's pretty helpful. I don't know. You guys are just living in two towns that are just full of angry people. I guess so. Yeah, I've. There's three Barnes and Nobles near me. There's one by my work, one halfway, and then one right by my house. And every one, they they're no help. I mean, they'll help if you know the book you're looking for. They'll help you find it. They'll tell you where it's at. But they have to look on their computer first, and then they'll take you over to the the shelf. But if you just want, like, hey, I want to buy something from you, but I don't know what it is. They they're not big a big help. I don't think any of the employees actually read. Uh, <laughs> at least in my stores. Oh, you know what we should talk about? We didn't really, we haven't talked about it since it broke. Uh, and we were talking comics a little while ago. Uh, Marvel making one of the X Men gay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I read about that. <laughs> and I've read the issue now since that broke. Uh, <laughs> so I'll set the stage for anybody that's not reading the all new X Men books, which I think are great. 
okay, okay, so the Phoenix Force took over like four or five X-Men, and at that point, Cyclops killed Professor Xavier under the Phoenix Force um, influence, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he's dead. Everybody was going after Cyclops, and now Cyclops leads this revolution of mutants. He's normal now. The Phoenix Force is gone. Uh, and so there's two schools now. There's the Xavier School, and then there's the Jean Grey School. And they're kind of at odds with each other. So Beast goes back in time and brings the first class crew to the present so they can learn from the mistakes of the future type of thing. So the first class crew is Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast, Iceman, and Angel. Uh, For those that don't know, that should be requisite geek knowledge. If that was a spoiler, I want to punch you. (laughs) Uh, so they're, they're getting to see these horrifying versions of themselves because Cyclops is insane. Uh, actually, this is actually a cool Cyclops I can finally get on board with. Um, yeah, I've read a little bit of it and I kind of like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Angel, of course, was then Archangel. He's been the, the horse, uh, the horseman death and he's, he's all kinds of whacked out. Uh, Jean Grey's dead and Iceman is just a kind of a playboy idiot, Cracking, cracking wise. He's always going after different girls. Like I think he dated Kitty Pride at one point. Um, but yeah, he's just you know from girl to girl type guy. Uh, and then Beast is Beast has gone through a lot. That's all you can really say. I don't really know a whole lot about Beast anymore. He's never been a favorite of mine. Uh, so they're all. What were you say, Tom? Well, I don't understand how Beast went to the past and brought himself back. His old, yeah, his old or his young. Yeah, self. but. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a yeah. whole paradox there because, for one thing, none of them have memories of going to the present. Oh, okay. All right. So some of them, they're like the, the you know the present aged X Men have no memory of this. Okay. Got so it. plus it's not over yet. So they, you know, I don't know. I, it, it's not Marty McFly time travel apparently. So ah. Uh, right. a- anyway, uh, Jean is trying to figure out her powers, and Cyclops' sister, Magic, is her her. X-Men name was disappeared and young, young Iceman made a joke about how incredibly hot she is. And Jean kind of pulls him aside and says, you don't have to do that. He's like, do what? I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, I know. And he's like, what are you talking about? So apparently she accidentally in in trying to work out her powers, read his mind and found out that he's gay and he's denying it and denying it. And he never really fully comes out, but he finally admits it to her that he is gay. Uh, So, but we can't really, there's no really information as to why the present day Iceman is not gay. Hmm. Because it's this, this, leads, this leads one to believe alternate reality Iceman. Sure. Now, is this a big deal, do you think? Uh, not so much. Because they kind of do it in a backwards way where it's not really a gay change. They're not changing a character. They're making kind of this side character, this this alternate character gay. Yeah, I, I don't have a big problem with it, and I, I assume Jenny doesn't doesn't have an issue with it. I, I don't. I if I don't have an issue of it right now. It'd be interesting where it goes, where they're leading it, mm-hmm. because if it here's where they're they're treading dangerous territory. So if he's gay, I think that is a big like hurrah for. You know, just the cause. You know, the the L- gay and lesbian. You know, movement LGBT. Of, yeah, of just being recognized as one of their fellow citizens. You know, I think that that's huge, and I think that's why it's such a great thing that they're actually introducing it. 
But because the past and the present ones are different, my fear is is if they go with the storyline of, well, he wasn't just sure and then he chose otherwise, then that's going to be the opposite bad because you're going to have the religious people who believe that being gay or lesbian is a choice or transgender, what have you, is a choice. You're going to, it's, they're, they, it might, I might be overthinking it, but it could go, it could go good and bad in two different directions. (laughs) You're going to overthink something? I think what's going to happen is you're going to have, you know, I think, I think, I think present Bobby Drake, Bobby Drake is going to be reading, uh, go to a library and find all the old choose your own adventure books. And he's going to go to page 37 instead of 54. And that's going to, okay. He went the wrong way. He he just, he's confused. He doesn't know what he did. Wow. You know, we always, we all used to cheat in those books. So this alternate reality. Yeah. He just, he chose the wrong page. Wow. That's the way they'll explain it. Sure. It'll have nothing to do with his actual sexuality. A, It'll just be characterization. On a side note, uh, <laughs> Star Lord is now engaged to Kitty Pride. You go. That's like that's been a fun storyline in the books. Is their kind of courtship? I would hope that they. I mean, I don't know how far they're going to go with the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I'd like to see more uh, current mainstream heroes introduced like that. Well, because we know we know they've had dealings with Kitty Pride, mm-hmm. Iron Man, right, and uh, uh, Angela from uh, Spawn books and Image. Like, yeah, they crossed that. Uh, I don't know. If, I can't remember if she's Spawn. I think she is. Anyway, she's now linked to like the Thor mythology. Um, but she's yeah. Venom is in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Captain Marvel, or Miss Marvel, however you want to look at it. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Uh, Nova yeah. has, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it be, would be kind of cool. Um, well, the Nova one's kind of spot on cause they introduced the Nova core in the movie. So, mm-hmm. but I've read that, that they don't want to have an individual as Nova. That's weird. So, I, well, it'd be kind of strange because it's a kid right now. Right. Well, I mean the, the current, I don't think they're going to go with like the current comics unless, you know, the mass hysteria is begging for miles Morales as Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about a movie that I know Jenny hates, uh, Ninja Turtles. Ugh. Yeah. There's <laughs> some 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 good news this past couple weeks. Uh, there's already been a picture of Megan Fox on set. Uh, yay. Um, there's also been a picture of Stephen Amell holding a hockey stick as he's going to play Casey Jones, which I'm psyched for. Uh, I think Tom is, too. Yes, I am. I, I, I like it. So. And they confirmed that Bebop and Rocksteady are going to be in it. Also good news for any Ninja Turtle fan. And they cast Tyler Perry in the movie. Uh, you know, Medea is going to... Yeah, I was going to say, is he going to be Medea? No, he is going to be Baxter Stockman, the creator of the Mousers. The, the little robot uh, turtle hunting mouse things. Uh, so that's... I just wanted to throw that into the news, too, because that's kind of cool, I think. That's it, That's interesting right there. He was originally, I think, a black character, and they've made him white for the comic or for the cartoon. And uh, he had a cameo, I think, in the first one of these new movies, uh, and he was white. But you, you can you can look over that because it was a small, small scene. And see, we're okay. done. No more Ninja Turtles. Thank yeah, you. That was I pain- zoned that out. Was, that was that was so not painful for you, Jenny. It wasn't because I zoned you out, and I was buying comic books on ebay so oh what are you buying what are you buying uh rotten ruin okay 
I've started reading. I got uh, when I was at C2E2, I was waiting in line to get Scott Snyder's autograph. And who would be standing in front of me but four guys from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> wow. So we started talking. And uh, what they suggested, the book Revival, which is on uh, Image. And it's written by Tim Seeley, uh, who wrote Hack wh- and Slash. And What is that? I've heard of that one before. Uh, Somebody else just told me that it's really good. But I can't remember what it's about. I'm four issues in, and it's so good. It's about the central Wisconsin town. Oh yeah, representing Wisconsin, um, <laughs> and it's there's this thing happening where there's revivals where people that were dead are back to life again, and they're not exactly zombies, but something weird is going on. Uh, they're kind of they're kind of zombieing out at some point. Some of them are, and uh, I'm not far into it where I can say I know what's going on because I have no clue what's going on. But it's so good, and, it, and the artwork is so awesome. Um, and Tim Seeley is part of it. And I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll read anything he's a part of. He's really, really good. And hack and slash was really good. And I also met him at C2E2. So nice. he's writing, um, or he was writing Grayson as well. I don't know if that book is going to continue after convergence. I hope so. I think it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, have you guys picked up any new, like cool comics? Uh, other than revival, no, I've been, I got a pile of books I need to get through that I, you know, current books. Okay. Can I recommend? No. I, I'm, you'll like it. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm hey, gonna I like need it. somebody to have as big of a comic pool as I do because oh, it gets you painful kidding? every time I go in. It's like $30 a week right now. <laughs> uh, that's about where I'm at yeah. too. Like I, I go, there's a the reason I, I don't have a. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to like I'm like well I'll just go in in a few days but last time I went in it was forty two dollars and I had went in the week before that and it was thirty three dollars and I'm like going I'm like pushing a hundred bucks you can every you can, month now in comic books which you, ridiculous you can do your recommendation in one second I got my pull list right in front of me because I just bagged and boarded them uh, okay so Star Wars Princess Leia uh, Shield X Men. Morning Glories, 45. Got to have Morning Glories. That's never getting on my phone. I got to pick that. That one, That's another one I got to get caught up on. Um, two copies of Batman 40 because it's amazing. And I got the variant cover. Uh, again, I'm going to say it again. I got to read it at C2E2 before it came out. It is a beautiful book. If you have no idea, the this Endgame run, it's this, this six-issue run was called Endgame. Uh, when that comes out on trades, Tom, buy it. Yeah. I um, I will I will pull into that. You should too, Jenny. Uh, it's a Batman book. You know you're gonna have to sit through a Batman book, but Superman's in the first couple issues. Um, it is so good, and the ending will the ending is gonna make you cry. Um, what else? I got. Two I just in- have to say this is just a side thing. Nobody pulls a so good better than Dave except Jimmy Fallon. You are on par with the. It's so oh, good, so good. good. So good. Interesting. If you ever watched Tonight Show, it, he it's so good, so awesome, so good. And you, oh, you're right. He you does know. do that. He does the. Yes, he does. Good. Oh man, I wonder if I I don't watch it enough to pick it up from him. I watch like the <laughs> it, the YouTube clips of him doing like karaoke and dance offs and stuff. But you're right. He does do that. Um, and rounding out my pull list is Justice League, and then I got the Superman book because it's got a cool movie theater poster variant. Uh, which looks like Shaft, I think. Superman is Shaft, Ooh. apparently. Um, you never a damn dude, right. Never a dude like this one. He's an alien from Krypton, man. Damn right. 
Uh, Rock so that's, on. That's my point. I'm just talking about Shaft. Well, you you get witches too, don't you? Yeah, that didn't come out this week though. Oh, oh, you're talking just this week. This was poll. this week's poll. Yeah, I go weekly okay. um, to pick up my books. Uh, okay, yeah, I, so. I don't know what my my week. I I try to go like every two or three weeks, and that might be why I get terrified. But <laughs> um, I think this week, I think the new Outcast came out. Yeah, I think um, I saw that. Ghosted came out last week, which I have, I think it was last week, which I haven't read yet. Outcast got um, a lot of advertising at C2E2. It was on the cover of their program. Nice. It's yeah. a, if, if you're not reading it, it's totally dark and awesome. I got it's the trade. It's really cool. The volume one trade. I haven't read it yet. And the casting for the show, I think so far is dead on. I yeah. think it, they, did perfect. What's your uh, but, What's your recommendation? We got to move on. Uh, recommendation. Um, there's two. Oh, Nameless. Boy. They're both image one. Nameless is. I I went in with like very little expectation, but I wanted something you know kind of space oriented. Sure. And it had like astronauts with weird symbols on the cover. On I was like, oh, I'll give this a try. It's awesome. It's like about a guy who studies a cult. But then aliens are kind of going in and they're like messing with people's dreams. So they decide they're going to go find the aliens. So him and this other crew of people who study the occult go to the moon where some rich guy's living on the moon. And they're trying to put a stop of the end of the world. Like it's very apocalyptic, but it's very sci-fi. And the char- the main character is such an a-hole that he's likable. It's yeah. so well done. And I think they're, I think they just came out with three, I think. I don't know. I haven't picked up my books yet, but so that's, it's relatively new. And then the second one is Chrononauts, well, which is similar. You've recommended it's like that time one before. Traveler. Yeah. That one is so much fun. I love that one. But yeah. All right. There definitely. you go. There you go. Those are Jenny's picks of the week. Picks of the week. I don't know if they come <laughs> out this week though. Cause I can never remember when books come out. We're going to, when does the next walking dead come out by the way? Like I thought one just came out. Not last week or this mm. week. I don't know. I don't buy those. Uh, I get them digital. Because I, I don't have enough long boxes for a series that's running almost 200 issues. <laughs> so, They're at like 140 something. That's almost 200 issues. Uh, anyway. That's not, that's like far off from 200. You're right. You're right. I don't, okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to work who can't count. So good. So good. Shut up. It's <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, uh, All right, so do you guys want my, my C2E2 report? I do want Absolutely. your C2E2 report. All right, the pictures are up. It's on the website, uh, and I did a little brief dialogue of what I did day by day. Um, but the pictures are up thanks to Liz, my friend Liz, who's a photographer in the Chicago area. So check out her website, lizzydphotography.com, if you need some pictures taken for your weddings and whatnot. She's awesome. Uh, she's going to come with me again next year when we go because she did great and she withheld the geekdom that is Comic-Con type stuff. Well, let's um, hope next next year we can make plans that you're not the only one there. Well, that's in Chicago. You're going to go to Chicago? I would yeah, not I, be opposed to making the trip. All right. I'm I'm with them on it because, as we know, Comic-Con is pretty – Played out. Pretty blown out. Oh, my gosh. You met the guy from freaking um, Face Off. Anthony, I love Anthony. Um, Liz's uh, mother-in-law works with his mother. Are you serious? He's freaking awesome. 
His, so, the, I think it was season four. He was oh my gosh! I don't watch yeah, it. My daughter, my daughter would be geeking out right now because she loves that show. There you go. That show, show's really good. Show her the pictures. Uh, if you're looking at the pictures right now, there's a cosplay of Batgirl. I'm in love with that girl. I didn't even talk to her. Uh, I would marry you if you're listening right now. The Harley Quinn is pretty good. There was a lot of good costumes. Um, well, I so, just got to say, hey, you and me, we can be friends. But if you put anything about Insidious up again, we I don't know that we can be friends because you know I can't deal with stuff like that. Oh, dude, oh, Insidious. Do you want me to walk you through it? No, I, don't I do not. I'm going to do it anyways. Um, yeah, I want you to I wanna, walk, me, I wanna, walk me out of I'm, it. I'm, okay, Tom, maybe you should mute your like headphones because I really want to know. I love the first two Insidious movies. I'm super nervous on this third one, though, because it's not the same director. It's The first two is directed by the same guy that did the first Saw movie. Right. And the first Saw movie is is really good. The rest of the Saw movies, you know my opinion. I'm not too yeah. psyched on them, but... The first two Insidious movies are awesome. I'm a little nervous with this one, but I'm still super excited because it's well, that same universe. Yeah, let me. Uh, we'll we'll back up here. So so day one Friday, I got there a little late uh, in the day. Mostly all I did was walk around and I took in the Scott Snyder panel, got my picture taken with Scott Snyder. No big deal. Um, Scott Snyder is the current writer of the Batman books for DC, and he writes Witches for Image and American Vampire. Um, all around awesome dude. His panel. I just have to say, I just have to say you said no big deal. I did. It was also it was, yeah. it was also the Instagram thing I did. So. No big deal. Um, uh, it's just me. I'm rubbing. I'm rubbing elbows. It's just oh, what I do. I'm just tip of the iceberg, my friend. Wait, <laughs> wait till I keep going. Um, so I I got to talk to him. Got a picture taken with him. Later I would talk to him more. But in his panel, he didn't have a moderator. He came right from having a beer with the artist that he does witches with. To straight to his panel and he moderated himself. It was pretty awesome. And this was my first Comic-Con experience. He actually asked anybody, this was just about him and all his work, and he asked straight up, does anybody want to read Batman 40? And this is on Friday. It comes out the following Wednesday. And this kid shot up right away, brought him up on stage, let him sit down at the table, and he read it, and then answered questions just from this kid after he read it. <laughs> like That's freaking that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. He admitted like he's real passionate about writing and he wanted to teach. He's a teacher for writing comic books and writing in general. And so he was real, real, real passionate about talking to everybody about how to get in this business to write. So uh, I'm hoping one day we get him on the podcast and we can let him just do that. Talk about how to how to get into this this medium. He talked about meeting Stephen King um, and how it's like <laughs> he said he asked. Someone, someone asked Stephen King, he said, he remember this quote, uh, how do you know when a story is over? And Stephen King says, when everyone is dead. <laughs> Sounds like oh, a Stephen right. King answer. <laughs> um, he walks into a bar with Josh Whedon, Robert Kirkman. George R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say George Martin's got to be in that one, too. <laughs> um, okay, so that's day one. It was the Scott Snyder thing was the highlight. I went around and got a couple autographs. Uh, CM Punk. Uh, which I fanboyed. I, I wanted. Yeah, that that was awesome. But wait, I think uh, did you text me that right afterwards? Right away, right after I walked away from. Yeah, him. <laughs> he was getting trumped by Stan Lee, who was like right next to him. So his line. Oh, was, shut up! So Punk's line was super short. Um, so I just went up and real quick said, "Hey, you know," I said, uh, "How was it writing Thor?" He said it was more nerve wracking than getting punched in the face for a living. Uh, and I totally understood that one. Hey, real quick, is this Jason Muma putting on hats in a hat shop? Yep. <laughs> I, which my friend, uh, the, my photographer Liz was. Is talk- that where that silly hat came from? From nope. the panel? Nope, he had that already. 
that was later. <laughs> that was later in the day. He was just across the the booth from us that my friend was talking to her friend, and I'm like, "Hey, look!" And she's like, "Oh, it's a lookalike." I'm like, "No, that's him." And sure enough, it was him. And he had one C2E2 security guard with him, so nobody would approach them. And this is some little dude. And he's in there trying on hats. Um, but all right, so going back. Uh, for, yeah, I talked to CM Punk a little, got his autograph. Uh, I'm mad that I paid for an autograph. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Um, got some cool prints uh, from a, a guy who was the artist of the Injustice books. Uh, I like his artwork. He got me. Some cool Batman, not Catwoman stuff. Uh, so day two, we started with Insidious. I had an appointment to do the press front of line thing. So I jumped right to the front of the line. Uh, they gave me some cool stuff uh, that I'm going to try to figure out how to post because it's video and posting video on our website that isn't already on a, like a video site like YouTube is difficult. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a 4D experience. So basically, it's a haunted house. All right, Tom, this is where you might not want to listen. Oh, I'll listen. <laughs> uh, in the Insidious films, as Jenny knows, there's this thing called the Further. Uh, essentially, it's where the spirits and the dead go before they pass on to wherever they're going to go. It's kind of like purgatory, maybe a little. Um, also, living people can astral project their, their themselves to this place. Uh, the first one terrified me to no end as far as what the further was. I had not seen Insidious until the week before I went to go do this, and I had already agreed that I would cover this for for the movie. And I was scared at that point. Like, I don't want to do this anymore because the further is scary. It's just pitch black. It's just darkness. Um, but anyway, so you go in to this trailer, and it's all decked out to look like a, the inside of a house decorations and stuff. It's just like a haunted house. You step on something and something lights up and lights flicker and stuff like that. You've all experienced a haunted house, like, you know, type thing at Halloween. Um, and then you go in, you go in by yourself. You go go around this corner. It's this real narrow hallway. There's three doors on your left and I'm walking in and, you know, I'm in full alert mode, like expect anything. Uh, what I don't expect is this dude dressed in black to come chasing me from behind uh, and just stopping right next to me and saying, door number two, don't trust her. She's not trying to help you. And then he just kind of creepily walks away. All while there's this woman singing over the speakers, this terrifying song that's actually in the trailer for the new movie. And that's an awesome song. Like that oh, song is creepy. So creepy. And then I go in room two and it's like a closet that's decorated like a little room, but it's, it is a closet. There's no room. I'm looking everywhere. I'm waiting for hands to come out of holes and stuff to just grab me, but nothing happens. There's a little TV in front of me and it says your, your 4d experience will, will begin. And certain things from the first two movies are shown. Um, like the, the, the ghost talking to the baby and, and yelling in from the first one and just gets Ugh. really loud. It's that it was so terrifying. And then the wall, the left wall opens. Yes. The whole wall. And then um, if you look at the Twitter uh, they tweeted out the little the, the 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 gif, I guess, of me sitting there and the old woman like off to the left. That's where that was in that little room. Uh, again, I don't look scared. I actually look like I'm smiling. It's kind of disturbing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and- don't feel bad because every haunted house I'm in, I laugh the entire way through, even though I'm like terrified, shaking in my boots. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and I'm just giggling. Like I, I fully come off as a mad person you know yeah. when when somebody's completely insane and all they do is giggle that's yeah. me in a haunted house 
It's so you're okay. Mechanism. You're you're good. Totally. Def, yeah, totally, Tom. Yeah. Uh, so the wall opens up and this girl in this little white dress, she pulls me into the room and sits me down and then puts the Oculus Rift goggles on. And that's that's virtual reality for those that don't know. It's like the latest virtual reality. Uh, she puts that on and I'm sitting in the chair and right in front of you, you're sitting across from the the, the woman from the movies that can talk to the dead. Uh, and she's she's talking. Was it actually her? Yeah. Like, is she on the screen or? She's in the goggles, whatever's projecting. Oh, in the goggles, okay. Yeah. Okay. In the goggles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, she wasn't there. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, she might as well have been. Cause this thing is pretty crazy. Cool. Um, so cool. Um, so good. So good. <laughs> so she's sitting across from you and she's saying, you know, you're here. Uh, if you call out to a certain, to the dead, they can take you or they'll take your body. And she's kind of describing like, you're in trouble. I can't protect you. I can't save you. You're on your own. And then like this teacup that's on the coffee table in front of you shoots across the room and you follow it. And everywhere you look, like the room is there. Like you're looking like it's in a normal room, but you know, it's just the goggles. So in the back of your head, you're like, it's not real, but it's so real. Uh, <laughs> the stroller comes rolling in and she looks at it. You look at it and then it just kind of tips over and then the roof begins to crack and then it's just pitch black and they shoot all this cold air on you. Like 30 below. Yeah, it the further is supposed to be like super cold inside it. Right. I think they, right. they covered that in the first one, something like that. But it, it just kind of took me back to like all those ghost hunting shows where they feel cold spots and stuff. Like I was just freezing and then it's pitch black and I'm like, Oh God, here it comes. Uh, but then all of a sudden three little lights come on and it's just people that are wearing sheets over their heads. Uh, kind of like the second movie, I think. Right. Um, and then that's when, when I did the insidious thing at Comic-Con was it, Last year or two years ago, they had that. They had a whole room of just people sitting in chairs with the sheets over them. And it was so creepy because you'll be walking through and then one would move. You're yeah. like, ah. Exactly. But none of right. them- See, down south, down here where I live, that's called the clan. You don't want that. You don't want to walk into a room like that. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> well, uh, people of our color would be okay. <laughs> um, oh, geez, you too. Um, so those three are just standing in front of you. There's one that's really close to you. The other two disappear, and then there's that one, and I, I can't remember what it says, but it says, you know, you're ours now, or you belong to us, and then it's just pitch black again, and then the terrifying woman from the first two shows up, and that's the end. She just jump scares you, and then you're let out, um, and that's it. Weird. That's pretty cool, though. Very nice. It was cool. I enjoyed it, and that's not how I wanted to start my Saturday morning. Oh, uh, that's how I want to start every Saturday morning. So from there, we went to the uh, the the fierce women, fierce females of TV panel with Jewel State and uh, the girl from one of the, the the lady from Orphan Black and Doctor Who and somebody from Vampire Diaries or the originals was down there. We were late, but we just got seats and then we stayed for the Jason Momoa Q and A, which was cool. Very very sweet man. Very much in love with his family. Uh, don't ever. He's like, sh- Rocking the bare feet, like he's yeah. just chilling. She said, "Get he's comfortable." Hawaiian, dude. She's, she said, "Get comfortable," and so he kicked off his shoes. I know. You know uh, what's big, cool about him too is like fan, so that'd be awesome. Me too. I don't like. You know I'm not so much liking the Pharrell hat, but yeah, the Pharrell hat is a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> but um, you want to know what makes him cool? Is like at first I thought, you know, he had to be like a football player or something like that. He's from Hawaii, but he's a total surfer and skateboarder. No, he's from Hawaii, yep. but he's actually raised in Iowa. Yeah, but he's like a total surfer and skateboarder. He's actually into weapons. They do axe throwing at his house. 
Nice. Uh, they collect knives. Uh, he said somebody yeah. could have a sword with Dave. Right. That's right. I could. I could show him. I was him hoping my... for a little bit more ambition with that. Like no, I've given come in. back. Yeah, it's no. <laughs> hey, Dave. I don't know if you remember when we used to do the G Fed thing. Do you oh. remember the the Ritters? Al Ritter, Pandora Ritter. No, they were part of big. Part, they were like ran a Fed. They were at this convention too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw on, on one of their Facebooks they were both posting pictures of it stuff. So, um, yeah, Claire Kramer was the moderator for all these panels. She was glory on Buffy, and she does a lot of geek stuff right now, like geek websites and stuff like that. And she was good, except she said that Jason Momoa was now part of the Marvel universe, and that got kind of a big groan from the crowd. Because uh, mm. he's he's oh. he's Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> so. stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Um, you gotta know what you're talking about. This, the next panel was cool with Migna Wa, and, and uh, I think that's how you say her name. Uh, she plays. She looks. She looks super hot there. Uh, and you never. Or maybe see it's her. the leather, the leather pants, but I don't know. You never see her smile on Agents of Shield, but she's she was just a, a ball of joy and energy. And Haley Atwell from Agent Carter was amazing. Uh, they were a lot of fun. Um, those panels were were cool. They couldn't say anything, you know. So it's not like. Right. We could really hear much, but they were just fun and a lot of girl power in the second one, um, which is cool. A lot of girl power and girl, you know, questions. And then the last question they get is, if you could date one, who would you date? And I was like, really? That's your question? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, well, of course. That's almost as Robert, bad as that. Robert Downey Jr. Like, well, no, it was between yeah. Captain America or Howard Stark. Oh, okay. Um, so Robert Downey's dad in the movies. <laughs> um, mm. <clears throat> so the panels were cool. Then we walked around and at the end of the night, Saturday, uh, all the autograph lines were like dead. So we went and talked to just about everybody <laughs> that we could. Uh, we talked to Jason Momoa for a little while, shook his hand, make you jealous, Jenny. I know. Totally. Well, you know what is, is I'm so super jealous. Cause I, I love the conventions, but it, you know, on on the celebrity side, like on the actual entertainment side, I've only really done Comic-Con. I've done, you know, the Long Beach one. I've done WonderCon, done Kamikaze. But it, they, they're they more of, like, the writers and the artists. It doesn't have, you know, the TV and the movie celeb around it. Yeah. You wouldn't have, like, San Diego Comic-Con, you would never have that experience. So you definitely pulled off the cooler of the cons. Oh, dude, uh, Liz, I I've never played this game before, and I've already forgotten the name of it. It's a card game where you kind of make up the rules as you go along. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of the card game. But when we walked up to Ian Mackin, who I don't know, um, he's from some news show on NBC right now, and he was on Merlin for a long time, I guess. He was playing this card game. It was to a point where she taught him how to play the card game. That's how uh, there was nobody there. Um, so, I mean, there was... And this, what was it? Like, everybody partying Saturday night and nobody wanted to... They were all, like, at the, the booths and stuff. It was close to closing time, but not, not enough. Uh. I mean, they might have been at different panels or... Stan Lee's line was always really long. Oh, of course. Uh, Jason Jason Mew's line was pretty long. I don't know why, to be honest. I like I like Jay and Silent Bob as much as the next guy, but um, but yeah, he hasn't cool. really he hasn't really done much else. No, uh, Sebastian Roche Roche, uh, he's cool. He's from Supernatural and the Vampire Diaries and the originals. He was cool. He talked to us for a long time. 
Uh, so, I mean, every celeb we talked to was cool. Uh, David Ramsey. Excuse me. Diggle from Arrow. He was cool. Uh, yes. Yes, Tom. I flat out asked him, are you going to become Green Lantern? What do you say? His answer was, if it happens, it's going to be when the series ends. Oh. And so he kind of talked about that. And then leading into this week's episode, he's like, it doesn't look good for me, does it? He's talking about how he's worried about his character's fate and stuff. I'm like, you know what happens. The season's over for you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, then Sunday was just a lot of walking around. Sunday, I got to sit down, and then I got to read Batman 40 because I talked to Scott Snyder for a while. I sat next to him as he did autographs. It was pretty crazy. He kept looking over at me and saying, it's good, right? Is it good? We're really proud of it. I need to know, is it good? And he was like, like as nervous as I would be if I had written Batman. Like, (laughs) what do you think? Is it good? And it was so, like, earnest from him. And Liz was watching me read it, and she's like, you were like a little kid. You were giddy. Um, I can't describe the feeling of reading this book. It wasn't even the book. It was just printed out pieces of paper, like the like the editor's copy or something. And he just pulled it out of his backpack and let me read it, and I was like a kid at Christmas. That is, that's free. You know what's cool, though, is that's why I think I like witches so much. Witches is just gnarly in general, but when you go to the back... It's such intimate stories from him, you yeah. know, about when he was a kid, this happened. And he's he's definitely one of those super likable writers. He was, I uh, like him a lot. He was sitting in his booth, his kid dressed up like Deadpool or uh, Death, uh, his Deathstroke. His kid was dressed up like Deathstroke walking around the con. Uh, How do you forget that name? Little eight-year-old boy. Because I'm looking at three different things on my computer screen right now. One of them's Deadshot, and one of them's Deadpool. I did see. I just want to say I had. I've looked at the picture of the the pretty hot Spider Woman for about five minutes. So, (laughs) I told Liz to take that picture. She's like, "Why did you want that picture of her? She's not even Spider Man." I'm like, "It's a different character. You're not not gonna understand. Stop stop asking questions. You don't know this world." (laughs) Yep. Do what you're told. (laughs) I, I yeah. I had to tell her when to take pictures because she doesn't know. You, you have one job. One job. <laughs> she did a good That's, job. It's nerve wracking, though. Like, well, she had I, to. She had to be the one to go up and say, uh, "Can I get your picture?" But in all earnest, in all honesty, uh, that's what those guys are there for. They want to be taken. They want to be. Yeah. They want to show off their costumes and take. Oh pride. yeah, the cosplay. You just got to be careful with the celebrities because some of them charge. Oh yeah, no. We I had to sneak some phone pictures of some of the guys that we talked to because they were going to charge for it. So. Right. Uh, they I some, saw you got the uh, the one picture of Tyrese. So yeah, she took that. He was just standing there doing an interview with some guy. Uh, yeah. and, and he was there Did all you weekend. Get to talk to him? No, he had a big line. Ah, uh, he was charging like eighty dollars for a selfie. What? So his line was pretty big. Um, I didn't get to talk to Max Brooks, who wrote uh, World War Z. He's cool. He's yeah. I. That would have been a cool one for me. I would really um, like that one. One for Tom. Uh, Ricardo Rodriguez was there, along with no. Alberto Del Rio is right next to him. Really? Yeah. I'm assuming those are wrestlers. Those are wrestlers. Yes. Very good, Jenny. You are doing. Are they the homework. good guy wrestlers or the bad guy wrestlers? One was. Or are bo- they like? One, they were both. Uh, one is better as a bad guy, though. One of each. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Albert- is he one of the split personality ones, like they Hulk Hogan and Hollywood Hulk? They all switch. I mean, they go back and forth all the time now. I'm more jealous that you got to meet Punk. That to me, that that's oh, awesome. I should finish that. He's Sa- pretty awesome. Saturday night, I went back up to him and talked to him more. I told him flat out, dude, I was nervous yesterday. He's like, oh, you worked up some more courage today. I'm like, I don't know if that's the case or if I'm just 
uh, trying to man up. <laughs> so you should have you should have told him to come to the website and read the article I wrote about him. That dude, would I gave him a business card. Sweet, nice. Um, and then we talked sports a little bit because he's you know he's a big Blackhawks Cubs fan. So he, we, oh yeah, he, he gave Huge. us he gave us sympathy for me and my Brewers. Uh, and yeah, that's, you know, we talked a little bit about sports and that was it. And it kind of cut it short because somebody was behind wanting to get his autograph and I didn't want to take up his time because I wasn't getting an autograph that time. So yeah, you don't want to be that guy. No, no. So I said, Hey, it's good to meet you. Shook his hand and, uh, totally realized my friend Liz has tons of tattoos and we really should have talked about that because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a tattoo dude. So that's when you looked at punk and said, Hey, this was so good. It was so good. So, so good. good. So good. He um, is a genius when it comes to Walking Dead, like, talk back. Oh, dude knows what he's talking about. Totally. And he well, always has really uh, my, good insights and predictions. Yeah. My biggest him problem and, um, is what's her, what's they, her always name, put um, that, they always put that girl on there with him who over-talks him. Well, no, no, no. That's what I was going to go the opposite. I was just like, I absolutely uh, love the chick from Tom, Community that Tom, is always on there that takes the notes. Tom, it's yeah. oh. It's funny. They're amazing. It's so funny you say that, Tom, because you are CM Punk to to Jenny's whoever that lady is from, <laughs> from Community. Am I? Is that is that where we're at? <laughs> you guys, Sherry Sherry Smith is her name, I believe, right? Something Sherry, something. Yeah, it's it, when you guys. She's awesome. When you guys listen to Tuesday's episode, the reboots <laughs> remakes episode, all you're gonna hear is Tom and Jenny talking over each other the whole time. It's so. I funny. had fun. I that's, had fun. That's all that matters. I'm just making a joke. Yeah, I think at one point you just go, dude, shut up. Both of you, <laughs> shut up I don't now. Think I, I don't think I said it. I did not say it like that. Dude, I felt, well, you I might not feel, have said, dude, feel, dude was a little too char- charismatic. You just went, shut up, man. Shut up. I did not. I didn't feel so bad. I didn't feel bad for Dave. I kind of felt bad for JD. It was like we kind of cut him out of the show. Yeah, JD was, uh, I think he was like studying in the background. He, he tapped yeah, it well, every now and again. He was in. But. He's he's right now seeing Age of Ultron, which I've also seen already, and it's phenomenal. I enjoyed it. Uh, a buddy might just, just, just text me, and he's like, "Hey, I need somebody to go to see Avengers with tomorrow." There you go. I um, a friend of mine just posted. Just a minute, I'm going to read you his review because this made me uh, excited to. I'm excited to see it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um. Uh, where is, whoops, I'm choosing the wrong John. I've got too many John friends. Okay, John Gallus. Okay, she goes. John. John, like John. it's got a W in it. Yeah, I know, John. right? Yeah, That's what I totally. thought. John, okay, so J-A-W-N. And I don't know what all of this means, so it's no spoilers, though. It says, so I just saw the Avengers, and first things first is the Hawkeye jokes end now. <laughs> what does oh, that mean? Um, because uh, I've seen it, Jeremy Renner was quoted as saying he was unhappy with his role in the first one, because he's right. pretty much just a you know hypnotized. He's somebody's somebody's bitch essentially is all he is, and that they, he makes jokes especially about that because Scarlet Witch can control people's minds, and he says not this time, <laughs> which he tries to do it to him. And there's there's a lot of good quips. His what you two should really watch for, and you'll see it either way, is the relationship between Hawkeye and Quicksilver. So funny, so good. Okay, so then he so. goes on, and that makes more sense now because I'm like, what? Huh? Okay, so second, it was probably one of the best movies I've seen this year, and probably going to hold that record for the rest of the year. However, having said that, 
where it ends, where the first Avenger literally revolutionized the industry, this movie was just a great movie. So he still yeah. thinks the first one was well, better, but you this only, one is yeah. awesome. The shine of seeing all of them in one movie is gone now. So that that right. that that current that goosebumps that effect that the excitement is gone and this just throws you right into it. Now if you've seen we're going I'm going to segue this into something else. If you've seen this week's Agents of Shield, it bridges right into Age of Ultron. Like incredibly incredibly uh, so. Um cuz even tweeted it in the beginning of Age of Ultron it picks up right where Agents Agents of Shield ends because Agents of Shield is they're looking for von uh, they're looking for von Brucker is that his name Strucker Strucker von Strucker, Strucker. and the, they call them the what enabled or um, um what is their word now because it's not the empowered the empowered yeah people with powers essentially yeah because uh, they can't call them mutants and they kind of retcon mutants especially Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. <laughs> Because they're the only ones that have been imbued with this alien power and lived. Because in Agents of Shield, uh, they're doing testing. Hy- Hydra is doing testing to give people powers, and the only ones that have made it are the twins. They say in Agents of Shield, and that's talking about Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Right. Uh, so you're thrown right into the Avengers fighting Von Strucker, uh, and his his, and that's all I'm going to say. This is where it starts. This huge fight scene. Uh, it just throws you right in the thick of it. Well, because. It- well, at the end of Agents of Shield, the discussion between Colson and Maria Hill. If you haven't watched it, ah, because that was what to me was the perfect lead-in. Because they're talking very cryptic, and then all of a sudden it just goes, ah, here it is. And I was like, this, that's perfect. Because you knew it had to be leading into it, like right. they did with with Winter Soldier. It had to be a lead-in, which Winter Soldier actually changed the course of the entire show. Right. But there was a lead in and I knew they had to they had to do something here. There was a lead in from Agents of Shield in the Winter Soldier, but it was bigger going from Winter Soldier back to Agents of Shield. Right. Uh, right. The the week's episode. Anyway, uh go see it. Uh it's really good. <laughs> Not, like it needs more advertising, but uh Agents of Shield, Avengers, Age of Ultron. We're gonna talk about it when everybody has seen it and it's really good. But we're gonna talk well, about there's a, there, all right, I, I don't want you to spoil it what it is, but is there a mid-credit scene? Because there's a lot of debate if there's a mid-credit post-season scene. There's not a post-credit scene. There's a mid-credit scene. Okay. And there's there's said, a lot of debate. A lot of debate on the internet if there is or isn't. The Spider-Man one that's out there is fan-made. Right. And even Josh Whedon tried to say that there wasn't one. There isn't one. He's right. There's no post-credit scene. He said there okay. was. He said there was the mid-credit scene, but there's no post-credit shawarma too. Uh, type scene, but we're gonna talk about Agents of Shield because even though Jenny doesn't watch the show, we made her watch the best fight scene on Agents of Shield ever, mm-hmm. uh, which is on this past week's episode where we got to see um, uh, Sky bring it like it's never been brought before. <laughs> like she was like awesome. Melinda May like level fight scene, so good, so good. Exactly. Stop stealing my lines. I'm just I I'm I'm on it. This uh, is, it, it was so good. It it's worth it. I know. I'm gonna pull in a JD flashback and go, dear God. <laughs> it's like it's like he's right there with us. I know. I miss um, him. He's my bud. So yeah, so I posted that video on the website. You guys could check it out. I think it's I can't remember the website I, I got it from, but either way, it's it's embedded in our, our page and it's really good. It's worth watching. Even though Jenny thinks she misses with a bunch of shots, was it at least cool? It was it's a great fight scene. Okay. I Here's the argument of what he's saying, though. I feel 
about 26 seconds in, they're fighting so fast that I don't actually think the guns are pointed at what she's shooting. But that's just me, and somebody can dissect it and tell me how wrong I am. But in watching it, I thought that she was just shooting randomly, but it was still hitting the target. All right. All right. Before we get to the topic. But it was cool. It was very cool. Uh, Before we get to the topic of the week, um, which, spoiler alert, it's the Joker. Um, We're going to I want to give you both a chance because we just posted Jenny's farewell to Justified article this past week. Uh, which everybody should read if you're a fan of Justified. I'm going to give you both a chance to say goodbye to Justified real quick. Uh, we'll start with you, Jenny. Uh, I miss it already. I miss it, though, and it says it in the article. Like, I would always have recaps with my dad, who is actually from that area. Um, but there's no better silver tongue than Boyd Crowder. And I was trying to think of another character out there that was so smooth talking and it, and, it, and they don't exist on TV anymore. We lost the sharpest tongue out there, which bums me out, but it ended perfectly. So I actually can't complain. I loved it. <laughs> All right, Tom, say goodbye to justified. I am so sad. This is one of my favorite shows. I watched it from the get go and I have to agree with Jenny. Wayne Goggins kills the role Walton. as Boyd. Walton Goggins. Sorry kills the role as Boyd, but it I don't think the role of Boyd could could have been pulled off without Timothy Timothy Oliphant as Raylan because they worked so well together. It was like catch as catch can when they were in scenes together. And I think they're both so underrated as actors. I'm gonna miss the show. I'm hoping they'd kind of left the door open for maybe something later. I, I don't think it will, but Ah, it, I'm I'm sad, and I hope there's something better to replace it coming down the line. Because my I, my favorite shows are all I, I lost Sons of Anarchy. Now I've lost Justified. I, I'm tired of losing my shows. You oh, know no. what though? Like, there's there's it's that fine line. Like, I on honestly believe Sons of Anarchy went a couple seasons too long. Like, I it's, it was time for possible. it to end. Yeah. Um, Justified. I honestly believe was perfect. I don't think it went too long. I don't think it, they ended it too abruptly. I thought justified did a full circle. That was just perfect, but I I'm with you. I hate when, well, I hate when a show just ends for the seasons. Like I am dying for the walking dead to start back up Absolutely. and I'm freaking Vikings. Now is done. Then, um, Red Road has only one episode left. Like, I'm like, now what do I watch? You know, I totally go into temper tantrum mode. But I honestly, I, I'm i glad they didn't do something else with Justified because, I mean, what could they do? They could follow, you know, Ava around and see what happens with her. But you, I don't want that. I, I like exactly where everybody ended. So I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. It was it was the ending I wish they would have de- did with, uh, with Deadwood. But... As far as the ending of show of my favorite shows, that I think this was was the perfect way to go. Don't because it, it was complete. It, it was complete closure. It it ended as it began, in my opinion. Uh, that's enough, Jenny. You we won't tell you. We'll, that's all. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. But, totally but for perfectly. me, for me as a fan, it ended as it began. Okay. I, I'm also going to say, though, that this season, out of all the seasons, I think had the best quotes. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> My favorite. Your teeth still glow is, in the dark. When he, yes, I was just gonna say it. <laughs> Why are you shooting at me? I could have been a hiker. I saw your teeth glowing. What? <laughs> so that's, that's good. Awesome. And it, and this season, for me, I love Sam Elliott. You could put Sam Elliott in anything. It did trip me out not seeing the big mustache, but his his presence is just so awesome when he's on screen. Well, it's Sam Elliott. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's a cap on the justified talk. I mean, as far as my clo- my shows when they end, or, or like not. you said, what you said, you know, when you find the end of a season, I don't know what I'm going to do with my Tuesday nights when I don't have Flash and Agents of Shield because it's to me is Superhero Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do without those. It's like, oh, now what? I don't. I'm like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, uh, I, I I don't well, know. Wanna- I, I'm just going to sit here. The one that's driving me crazy is I so want Vikings to come back on because it ended. Oh, I can't wait for season four now. I know we can't talk about it. Not everybody's caught up, but freaking A, it was good. <laughs> I am so not caught up, but I will. I Do it because it is it is epic. It is so freaking awesome. I call and it. You are not you are not one of my only friends to say it. So. All right. Let's move on to some Suicide Squad news. Uh, today, I think, they released pictures. Yeah, it was today. Uh, pictures of Will Smith on set as Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot, looking very much like Shaft. Uh, Not to be confused with Deadshot from Arrow. Right, totally different. Uh, he also looks a little bit like his Wild Wild West character. <laughs> um, True. I, I was thinking the same thing. He's got a cool looking beard going on. I like the mustache beard look. Uh, I think this what we're seeing is might be like a some kind of like I don't know. He's he's hiding. If I see a big spider robot thing walking around. I'm gonna leave. I don't know. And then there's a picture and too. It, and it is it is Wild Wild West because I don't want none of that. There's another picture of somebody wearing like this body armor. It looks like it's out of GI Joe or Mortal Kombat or something. Uh, it doesn't look good, and I'm hoping it's not Deadshot. It looks too short to be Deadshot, to be honest with you. Uh, doesn't look like Will Smith's body type. What uh, strikes me is the markings on the helmet. It has to be somebody. It, it isn't just a costume. It's supposed to be somebody. I don't think it's Deathstroke either. But No, no, no. Who knows? We'll see. Um, and then there's also shots of Ben Affleck trying to hide on set. So Ben Affleck is going to be in Suicide Squad, uh, according to this this website. Uh, but the biggest news of this past week was the picture of Jared Leto as the Joker that was released, uh, like Friday, I think when I was at C2E2, uh, David Ayer, the director writer of suicide squad released the first look of the Joker shirtless Joker with his green hair, his purple glove, his bling teeth. Uh, he's got like some silver teeth and all his many tattoos, um, sporting, you know, playing cards, the ha 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 font from the killing joke. Uh, there's all over his chest and arm. He's got a big grin on one arm and uh, like a, like a death jester, like a skull with a jester's hat on. And then the coup de gras is the tattoo of the word damaged across his forehead. All right, let's, uh, let's hear it. Jenny, what's your take on this, this picture of the Joker? 
I like it. Oh. And I, I do. I absolutely love it. But everybody I know thinks I'm absolutely insane. I just got in a raging argument at my house because not everyone agrees. I'm like, I think it's cool. I think it has that comic book feel. I think it's a little douchey on the fact that, like, the, what's it, damaged across his head? Yeah. And the tattoos, I will side with the MMA comment. Like, it does look very... I call it Huntington Beach, but I like it. I think it's cool looking, and I'm super excited. My brother and my boyfriend venomly hate it. Like, they don't even want to see the movie. They think it looks so ridiculous. They're like, it looks like a Linkin Park video is what they kept saying, and they're not Linkin Park fans. What's wrong with that? Oh, no. Yeah, they're, they're not fans of Linkin Park, so... That's what they're they're getting from it. So if they obviously don't like that style, they don't like the style of this photo whatsoever. Like, venomly. Like, it's not even like the, yeah, I'm not a big fan. They're like, stupidest thing I've ever seen. Stupidest thing. And I'm like, I kind of like it. And then they, like, their jaws hit the ground and they're like, say what? And I'm like, I think it looks really cool. It looks like a modern day comic. Like, they stylized him perfectly to get the fill of the comic, I feel. And they're like, you're crazy. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's just... All right. I might be the odd one out. This is coming from a Superman fan. So, all right. Tom, you're a Batman fan. Let's hear it. I do, I do not like it. <laughs> but then I've, I've also read that it is, this is not real. This is not the true pick. This is just something to kind of get people off of, the, off of the scent is what I've read. I don't so know. So I'm hope I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's not because that would mean with all of this all of the art into the the body and everything he's got to be shirtless the entire movie if you want to sell this. Or just No, he doesn't. Or, or, just or with whatever with whatever scene he's in because he's not going to be through the whole movie. No, listen. This is Suicide Squad. Joker is not in Suicide right. Squad. I think right. what, what we're going to get from this is a cameo at best. It's gonna be like the assault or the the assault the the Suicide Squad animated movie they just did, um, where maybe he's like at the end or they they Harley breaks him out or you, you know you're not gonna get a whole I don't think you're gonna get a lot of Jared Leto as the Joker in this movie I hope we do I love Jared Leto and I think his take on the Joker is gonna be amazing just looking at how big his mouth is and this grin on his face it's insane like I can't wait to see how loose and he gets to play it. Look, they, look. I know. Every, I know they're saying that he's not going to have a big role, but I have a feeling the movie's going to epically fail if there's not more Joker. Because to be honest, like, I know like the diehard comic fans, they love everything about anything in this universe. But when you take somebody that doesn't read the comics, they don't give a damn about the other characters. They just want to see the Joker. So it'll be cool for them to establish these other characters so they have. A love towards them, but to be honest, if they don't have at least something to grasp onto with the Joker, it's going to be an epic fail. I That's my f- two cents. I feel like the Joker stuff is going to be peripheral to the Suicide Squad stuff. Again, we have no idea what this movie is going to be about, uh, other than the characters. Um, and now we know Ben Affleck is going to be in it as well. And I have a feeling Ben Affleck scenes are going to be like maybe him catching all of them and putting them in jail or something along those lines. We don't know yet. I, I really could not disagree with you both more. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm a traditional guy. 
I like my Joker how I see him. I don't want a bare chested Joker running around. You're not going to get and that. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why you think he has to be bare chested. Well, you have to sell the tattoos once. Yeah, there has to be a reason for this. Yeah, I, so I don't think that. See, I think that are was we just, just going to see him in a just going to see him in a room in one shot, which Jenny said you can't have that in just a one shot. And sorry, on the other side, Jenny, yes. you can't. You're not going to sell the entire movie over Joker. The you're not the paying. Hard I think you're missing. Are watch this. You're you're missing what we're saying, Joker. No, you're going to have one shot of him shirtless, but then he's going to be in the rest of the movie. But you're going to get the one shot showing the tattoos and all that stuff, and then he'll be shirt. He'll have a shirt on. I mean, he's not going to be shirtless throughout the whole movie. Yeah, that, that was I, that's I a publicity. It's a, great, photo. It's, it's a great concept for to reinvent Joker, but to me, Joker is. <sighs> I'm sorry. I, it, to me, for it's me, an iconic character. For me, for anybody to throw it away, and I'm not, I'm not taking shots at your brother or your boyfriend or at you, Tom. To throw it away just because of this picture is insane. Because the performance is what makes this character. I will agree. I, he could be dressed in whatever he wants as long as he pulls it off right. Right. I'm, well, I go guess back. And- I'm gonna. Me- it's gonna be a measuring stick for me because I, I, I like Jack when he did it. I. Heath was awesome because he had the true essence of the character from the comics. It to me that was true. I just uh it's all got to be handled right and there's just again so much I don't know what's going on here. There's just throwing a lot at you and I think it's a distraction. <laughs> I think the picture is a distraction. I think that is just way too much thinking that it's a distraction. I don't see why they would want to do it. That's just dumb. Uh, for them to, to to throw this out there as a as a red herring is stupid. Uh, I don't think, I, I think I, it is. It would be it would be dumb. It's it's stupid because there's going to be so many set photos like we already saw of of Deadshot for them to just try and hide it like that and by putting something else in front of you. If it is if that is the case, it's stupid. Um, well, because Will Will Smith movies are not drawing like they, like they used to, so you now you need something to bring them in. <laughs> Will yeah, Smith I'm, being I'm gonna... in this movie is not. <laughs> <laughs> he's is he the star? No, I, am I wrong? Is, he's the he's the big name in this movie, but he's not the star. Deadshot's not the star. Well, who is the big name star above Will Smith? Harley Quinn. The character is bigger. Margie Margie Bardot is Margo, is not lead is not lead. You didn't get you didn't right get now. either of her names right. Margot Robbie. Well, whatever. She is not lead <laughs> actress role yet. She doesn't have to be. The character is bigger than the actress. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the in between here. I get what you're saying, Tom, but I also get what Dave's saying. And the fact is, though, my two cents of it is it's an ensemble cast. There isn't going to be a main actor in this this cast. It's going to be everyone together. Wait, okay, yeah, she's right. Who's a bigger actor in Guardians of the Galaxy going into that movie? Uh, Zoe Saldana. And who was the bigger character? Well, Star Lord. Star Lord was, but you could you could make the, the the point that Groot and Rocket Raccoon stole the movie too. Right, totally. The bigger actors was Vin Diesel is probably the biggest actor of the of the whole list. I am Groot, and that was his role. Role was I am Groot. <laughs> it's all about the performance. I think will if Will Smith go if he falls in line, and I think he will. Um, and you let everybody do their job. I think this is going to be a bigger movie than Batman versus Superman. I I think 
just because people like villains, it's going to be a bigger movie than Batman versus that's, Superman. That's a but very good point. I'm I'm going to still say, and I've said it before, if DC fails with Batman versus Superman, you can kiss Suicide Squad, Aquaman, and all them goodbye. Well, the Suicide Squad is going to come out before. The only yeah, Suicide the, Squad will be made already. It will be made already, but it releases after Batman versus Superman, right? No. They're still going to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is releases it? Is after. It after. Yeah, it comes out after. Here's, oh, but but the timeline is supposed right. to be before. Right, exactly. Here's the thing. Right. Iron Man saved Marvel. Iron Man was written, produced, acted, and everything great. People, when Iron Man came out, I remember a lot of people I knew had no desire to see it. But then everybody started seeing it because they had kids or what have you. And then everybody was like going... It's actually a damn good movie. And then that word of mouth, it just kept building and building. And then by the time Iron Man 2 came out, blockbuster. Iron Man 3, even bigger. And it just keeps going. And now you've got the Avengers. And they've, they've figured it out. But if if Iron Man would have failed, you would have still had like what you had with the original, you know, Fantastic Four movies or the the other Hulk, you know, movies that they've made. If they come out bad with Batman versus Superman... I, I'll put it down that you can probably kiss the rest of the movies making huge money goodbye. Okay. They're not going to make, like, Avengers money. Well, now, if Batman versus Superman is phenomenal, then there's contenders. The success of the Marvel movies started all when Nick Fury showed up in the credits. Uh, granted, Iron Man is a great movie. I'm not taking anything away from the movie itself, but that universe and that franchise was saved when they introduced Nick Fury. <coughs> Yes, um, because, because that that introduced that there are other people. Right. There's there's it wasn't a it was it started as a standalone, but it ended as a oh looky here. There's it's turned into three words that describes the whole Marvel universe. It's all connected. Exactly. So your Daredevils, your Agents of Shield, your Agent Carter, uh, your Iron Man, your Incredible Hulk, even though nobody watches that movie anymore. Uh, Avengers, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, everything that's to come, Black Panther, all of it is in the same universe, and that's exciting. So just the thought of that to be with with our with Batman, with Superman, with the Flash, with Wonder Woman, and now these villains that we've never seen before, that a lot of casual fans have never seen before, like Killer Croc and and uh, what's the shark? I can't remember the shark's name, uh, but the big shark guy. <laughs> Uh, he's going to be in this movie. Killer Croc and King Shark are going to be in a movie. That's insane to think about. Even if Batman versus Superman sucks, which I don't believe it will as much as I want to say that Ben Affleck is going to blow. I think it's going to be really good. Um, and I think he's I think he's taking the role super serious because they said that he originally was sized for the costume. They had to redo it because he just kept getting buff. Let's let's just put it this way: the anticipation of seeing that color picture of Ben Affleck in the bat suit that's out on the internet right now, fighting Jared Leto as the Joker, just one punch to the face from Batman to the Joker. I can't wait to see it. Like it's gonna be so good. And that's how we're gonna end the show with me saying "so good" again. So good. <laughs> so good. I, I, you You're know me. Gone. I'm just. I'm just very apprehensive because I've said it before, and I'll. I'll it, it's on record. I think DC's trying to throw too much in on everything. Maybe, but I feel like they have a plan. And and I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest Kevin Smith fan anymore, but he's a diehard Batman fan, like I am. 
And when he gives the stamp of approval on something, I trust him. And he's and you and you you can't have a TV show say the Flash is the founding member of the uh, and not let fans wonder, oh, why is it Flash in this movie, and it not be the same guy? Okay. I di- I don't like that. You jumped. You completely changed topics from what I was saying. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm saying, you, we know what what Batman versus Superman is leading to. The Justice well, League movie, and all of a sudden now on Flash, they have now teased the Justice League. You're saying you're saying all of a sudden they've been talking about that on Arrow forever. But it's those of us that are geeks that are paying attention know that these aren't going to be the same people. I don't. They do not. I, in my opinion, they don't have it together. DC is building something. You've seen this, the slate of movies they have. Flash is coming. Right, but it. We've talked about this. It's not going to be the same guy, so people aren't going to like where it's going. You're, I think you're assuming things. It's a different world. It's a different universe. Let's make, let's make peace with the fact that Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin aren't going to be in the theater. That's that's fine. I'm I'm okay with it now, because they do such a good job telling those stories on TV. Let it be separate. I can hear you breathing deeply, like you're angry. No, oh, yeah. it's just it, to me. It, it just—he's it about ready to turn into the Hulk. You're seething over there, jeez. <laughs> I'm I'm angry because DC does not, in my opinion, does not know what they're doing, and you're in a battle because Marvel is killing you. I have to I have to disagree with you right now because we don't know what they're doing. We just don't. I, we don't I'm know. Just, I'm sitting here like. A fly on the wall just listening to you guys bicker about the Flash <laughs> movie versus TV. <laughs> you, you, right now, to say that, again, that this Joker is going to suck, that Batman versus Superman is going to suck. I, I'm not going to say it's going to suck. That this it's, universe is, they don't know what they're doing. We can't say that yet until we see what they're doing. All we have now are assumptions, right? Yeah, and, and so you can go into it as... I'm nervous. I, I'll admit, I, I'm nervous about it, but I'm super excited because I, I actually liked the last Superman. I it got a little over the top with the I'm going to destroy the entire city. Tom liked it too. I, I actually liked loved it. it. I I thought it was a good attempt. I don't think they've done a good Superman movie, which makes me a little sad. But I think they did a great attempt at it. I love the the guy playing Superman. Not a big Ben Affleck fan, but I think he can pull it off. I don't think he could have pulled it off 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Maybe not even five years ago. But I think where Ben <laughs> Affleck is an actor right now, I think he can. And I like kind of the older Bruce Wayne. I, I'm i excited for that. I think it's got good people behind it. I think what people are saying who know a little bit about it, it's legit stuff. So I'm going into the super excited. But I have that fear it might fall on their Fall on its face. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the DC fans two words, and Tom, this should this should help you sleep tonight. Okay, <laughs> two words that should make you feel better. Jeff Johns. I know I know who you're talking about. So, and he's he's a part of all of it. Okay, so I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm I, I'm not excited. I'm just very apprehensive. You can't throw so much at me in one movie and expect to say, "Oh, oh wow, this is going to be amazing." Because I've said it before, it's overkill. I agreed. You're I agree trying, with you. I agreed with you. Too, 
too much too fast. But I have a feeling Aquaman's going to be like a 30 second thing. The the cyborg stuff isn't going to be huge. I, I have a feeling there's they're building bigger blocks in one what, movie. But with that though, I I can see hesitation though. I I the photo they released of Aquaman is off the hook awesome. The movie oh, yeah. Batman versus Superman looks like it's going to be really cool. I don't think they did a great job with the trailer though. And well, I, that was that was a teaser again. That's not it, a trailer. But still, they they almost told you too much. But what they did tell you wasn't enough to tell you anything. No, the so, I think the purpose of that trailer was to show you what you've already been hearing about in rumors that Superman's going to be this this hated figure. Uh, I still this though weird p- figure. On one aspect, I loved the way it looked. On the other aspect, I think it was a little chaotic, which makes me a little nervous, but I'm still excited. But I think the people who kind of teeter the line of, uh, this might suck, to the, oh my gosh, this is great, I think they're also being scarred for the fact that the Wonder Woman, they've released the one photo, but now they are they on their second or third director? Second. You know, and all of creative differences. The moment you start hearing creative differences, you start getting a hesitation. And they're all supposed to be within that same family of movies. So it does kind of make me nervous. I'm still excited about it. It I still think it's going to be great, but it makes me nervous. I'm going to say it doesn't make me nervous because I think the creative differences were that director wanted to take that movie in a direction that the studio didn't because the studio has a plan. Now... You look at a movie, we really have to wrap up, but we look at a movie like Ant-Man and how much trouble they've had to go through to make that movie. In the last trailer, I couldn't be more excited for this movie. I think it's going to be great. And Ant-Man's not a huge character. I could care less about Ant-Man, but that movie, that trailer made it look really good. And that was a movie that was having a hard time getting made. Uh, that was actually supposed to come out after Iron Man. Mm-hmm. As far as their phase one plans. But again, we're still we're still assuming it's going to be good. <laughs> the trailer looked great. I got faith in Paul Rudd. I got faith in 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 Peyton Reed. So we'll see. I'm a, that's I'm excited about the Ant Man movie just because I I know what I know the character. I know what they're doing with it. And I, I go back to Jenny. I loved Man of Steel. I do not doubt Zack Snyder. This is going to be a beautiful movie, and I've said that before. Beautiful to look at. I'm. I'm concerned with what the content is going to be throwing, throwing all kinds of curveballs around that. That's my concern. I'm excited. Yes. I, will I watch it? Yes. See. Okay. And we'll close with this. Be afraid, be apprehensive, be happy, be, ex- be excited, be anything. But at the end of the day, and I know both these people, including myself will, will be this way. Give it a chance. Oh yeah. Go into it with an open mind. Word. And and enjoy it for what it is too. Even if you hate it, still remember you're getting to see Batman fight Superman on the big screen in live action. Remember, <laughs> remember what we're getting here, people. So, uh, with that, that's the show. Goodbye, Superman. <laughs>